You're with Cameron here on 2VM. This is the Berecki Show. We're talking all things to do with local politics with shires right around the region. And we're heading up to Gundawindi this morning, talking to the newly elected mayor of Gundawindi Shire, Lawrence Springborg. How are you going, Lawrence? Very well, Cameron, and yourself? Not too bad, not too bad. Congratulations on getting the gig of mayor. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And people have been very generous and been very kind and supportive of me. Uh, and encouraging me to take on this position over the last year or so, and uh, I intend to repay the confidence and the encouragement that they've given me by making mm-hmm. sure that I can do my job as best I possibly can on, on their behalf. And we had our first council meeting yesterday. We've elected our new deputy mayor, and I'm going through the process now of allocating portfolios, and uh, we'll be having our first major council meeting uh, next week we'll start going through the business. But we've had a wonderful transition up here. Yep. Uh, the outgoing Mayor Graham Chai has been most generous and has been... In, he invited me a number of weeks ago once it became evident that there wasn't another candidate for Mayor to, so that I could be briefed on uh, the issues and considerations of, of the Council so we could basically keep going and get going uh, without losing any time. And uh, we've, we've got a good Council... Yep. very competent council team. We had 11 great candidates, unfortunately. Six spots to be filled, so five people missed out. And um, I just pay tribute to them as well for their application to wanting to represent their community, congratulate the six new yep. councillors, and to thank the uh, retiring councillors as well. Um, councillor Turner, uh, McDougall and White, they did a great job. And how's the Shire coping with all the uh, travel restrictions going on with the COVID-19? I know there's a huge police blockade at the roundabout just near the border there, but how's everyone going in Gundawindi? There is no doubt, Cameron, that there's inconvenience with regards to that, but people have been very accepting of the circumstances. And, of course, uh, people uh, across the border, and, and we've got a lot of people that live in northern New South Wales just over the border mm-hmm. that work and have daily interaction going to Windy, you know, kids going to school, access health services. We have people from you know, Gundawindi you know, who live here. Uh, or, and I'm, I'm just saying that just to give you an idea. I mean, I should talk about the Gundawindi Regional Council area that live here and work across the border. So it's vice, it's vice versa. And okay. The system that's been put in place... Uh, it allows people who have a legitimate reason to apply for the permit, and it yeah. seems to be running pretty smoothly. The, the challenge that we have, of course, that we have a limited number of crossings. We've got Texas and we've got the Gundawindi crossing, and, of course, if you're in between there, it, it can be an inconvenience, but we're trying to work through a mechanism that we can address that uh, mm-hmm. at the moment. But the, 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 the most critical thing is public safety, health and welfare, and the our state government and the federal government, I think, have done a very, very good job in their response in keeping people safe and keeping a lid on this COVID-19. Uh, and the community at large, whilst we've got inconvenience, I think, have been accepting of what's been put in place. But we'll keep monitoring that. We'll keep working yep. with the state government here in Queensland and see what we can do to... Um, possibly look at reducing the inconvenience to to some people. I mean, that's not an easy thing to do, but we're currently having discussions. And have you had any issues about uh, boarding school students travelling to and from school and coming back home to the Shire, or is, is that not really significant? Or? Look, I, 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 haven't, I haven't heard that, but I'm not saying that there isn't an issue. 
And yep. of course, what what basically happens if there there are quarantine requirements for people or isolation requirements, I should say, um, for people returning home to you know, to to Queensland. I mean, there's been a lot more tightening with regards to that. Uh, situation in New South Wales is a is is a little different, obviously, with regards to you know, not the border the border requirements in entering one state or another are not are not uh, the same all around the country. South Australia, West Australia, the Northern Territory, Tasmania, and Queensland have have put in a higher level of restriction, oh, okay. uh, which people understand. And in New South Wales and Victoria, I think, have a have a somewhat different arrangement, but. I, I wouldn't doubt that there could be some restriction or some uh, some inconvenience in that area. It hasn't been reported to me, but generally, uh, what I'm hearing is people understand uh, they've been as accepting as uh, as possibly as you could possibly expect at this stage. And how are the businesses coping? Have there been many closures and many people applying for small business grants at all? Well, I, I can't I can't give an indication of of what's happened with regards to people accessing the arrangements, the generous arrangements that the Commonwealth have put in place. And those arrangements, people understand, obviously, that the federal government have taken an approach, that is, that we have to support business uh, through this time, employees through this time. We know that that's going to come at an enormous cost to our country and our economy. But uh, I think what we've done in Australia is equal to or better than the best in the world. But walking up and down the main street, it is it is different, and it would be the same in just about any other community because people have been very good in generally uh, abiding by the social distancing. Uh, many businesses are still open for business. They're operating. Uh, they have to limit, of course, the, the number of people that can be in there at any one time. But if you're in a hospitality business or other areas which have been considered uh, non-essential, then of course it's most difficult for you, mm. and a lot of people have been stood down, uh, but but or have been laid off. But I know that we have businesses in our region that are now waiting for the final details around the job the job seeker arrangements the Commonwealth are putting in place, which will allow them to uh, keep their employees uh, on staff maybe doing different tasks, and, and that's been received pretty well. And the state government in Queensland are, are doing uh, their bit to assist as well. And just for example on that, uh, when it comes to the next electricity bill for uh, Queenslanders and, and Queenslanders which are, who are currently serviced by Essential Energy in northern New South Wales, where I'm one of those customers because of the franchise arrangements, there'll be $200 rebate automatically off their power bill Five hundred dollars for eligible small businesses. So, so the government's doing, I think, what it reasonably can. And in the agricultural sector, I think the greatest impact that we've seen is still the ongoing and lingering effects of the drought. But in the non-irrigation sector, we still obviously need water for irrigation. But in the non-irrigation area, people who are looking at broadacre and uh, getting their places up and going again from a grazing perspective, we've had some good relief rain and people are talking about better than average winter crops. And um, and let's just hope that that is the case because we're highly reliant on agriculture here and if we can get a good winter crop, uh, things improve in that area, some good rain in our catchments, I think agriculture can do a lot to lift us out of this very, very quickly in our area and potentially when the restrictions are lifted uh, as well. 
uh, a return to a focus on domestic tourism and there's lots of great things to see in our region. Yes, let's hope uh, lots of tourists come back to the Gundawindi Shire and uh, what will be discussed next week at the council meeting? Oh, there'll be a road. Well, there'll be lots of things that we'll want to be formalising. For example, our portfolios. So we've got to look at our portfolios. I've uh, talked to the, the councils yesterday about the areas that I want them to deal with. So we'll be formalising that. Uh, we'll have the, the normal uh, business of council around, uh, you know, the, the the applications that people make before council, and we'll probably be also having some general discussion, of course, around things that we would like to be doing to to consider, you know, the upcoming budget, which we want to get ticked off by June, and uh, also things that we might be able to do as council to assist our, our businesses and our communities as well. Uh, it's been quite remarkable in our region. Uh, we've extended our discount period uh, for our ratepayers um, for another month till the end of end of April, so they get their 15% discount if they pay by that time. But remarkably, well over 90% of people have already paid that. So people, they just... People have got in and they've done that, notwithstanding the circumstances. And we've also now made sure that for those people that we do business and we hold accounts with, that they'll be paid within 14 days. So that means that they've got more money flowing in from council quicker. Mm-hmm. So they're the things that we've already done and we'll be looking at what we can do to work with our communities. We, One of our big challenges, of course, and everyone's going through this, how we transact the day-to-day business of representation in our community with social distancing. Yep. Uh, go down the street, you can talk to one person, but you really can't talk to two. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, that's the hardest thing. People want to shake your hand. That's the normal thing to do in the country. And we go, oh, we can't do that. So our councillors want to get out and about, but they're also very cognizant of safety and welfare and, and, and those sorts of things. So we will be out and about, but of course we're going to have to be doing things differently for a while. And another initiative that council's put in place, we'll be having a, a council meeting each year, a full council meeting in both Inglewood and Texas, which are the two other biggest centres in our uh, council area, which currently have... Uh, council facilities and buildings um, where we can have that and myself and the uh, CEO will be working out of those areas once every month as well but we'll also be looking at uh, making sure that we're in other communities such as Torwood on a regular basis so people can come and talk to us in those areas and raise issues which are of of interest and concern to them so uh, you know business of council continuing and very much a, a strong focus on the things that are you know, that our region can deliver that will help us come out of this as quickly as we can when we get back to normality. Well, sounds like the Gundawindi Shire is in safe hands, Lawrence. Thanks so much for joining us this morning and uh, all the best for your new gig as Mayor. Thank you very much and I really appreciate your interest and I look forward to talking with you regularly. Thank you.